However, with Harman Preet's fall, India only managed to score 35 runs for the loss of four wickets, bringing back the theme that saw them narrowly miss the gold medal at the Commonwealth Games earlier this year. But India's spinners kept the pressure on, especially in the face of an attacking start, to help the runners-up of the 2018 edition come up with triumphs. India versus Malaysia, the second match. Now, S. Meghna's maiden T20I 50 and her century stamped Shefali Varma propelled India to 181 for four as they beat Malaysia by 30 runs by DLS method in the rain-affected match of the Women's Asia Cup. With their second consecutive win, India managed to be second on the points table behind Pakistan, who also won as many matches as them in the tournament then, with their net run rate separating them. At the toss, Harman Preet Kaur said that the intention was to test the batting depth as they rested their star openers Smriti Mandana along with all-rounders Pooja Vastrakar and Smee Rana with pacer Renuka Singh as well. Kiran Navgiri was selected and given an opportunity to bat at number 4 with Racha Ghosh also being promoted while Harman Preet Kaur and Janima Rodriguez did not come out to bat in their regular positions. Third match, India vs UAE. A 128-run partnership between Jemima Rodriguez and Deepthi Sharma helped India recover from a poor start to post 178, which proved too many for the UAE as they struggled to gauge the pace of the surface and could only make 74 for 4 in the chase. They lost by a massive 104 runs as India rose to the top of the points table and thereby. The climb never stopped for India. It was a remarkable win and another remarkable stat is how India bowled 76 dots in the UAE innings, which helped them secure that crucial 104-run victory. Match 4. India vs Pakistan Now, Pakistan recovered from a surprise defeat against Thailand and inflicted a thrilling 13-run defeat on India in their women's T20 Asia Cup game. Now, all-rounder Nidadar led Pakistan's charge first with the bat, stroking an unbeaten 56 after an early stutter before picking up two wickets, including that of returning India skipper Harman Preet Kaur. Now, her efforts helped Pakistan notch up their first-ever win over India, and this was only their third win in 13 matches against them. It also ended India's winning run in the tournament. Thanks to the 76-run stand between Dar and captain Bisma Maruf, Pakistan posted 137 for 6 and then had India on the mat at 91 for 7 but Richard Ghosh batting at number 8 after walking off the field in the first innings due to heat related issue hit 26 of just 13 balls to raise India's hope 
but it was a task too long eventually for her. Fifth match, India versus Bangladesh. Now a superb batting display from opener Shafali Varma, who also picked up two wickets, and Shruti Mandana helped India bounce back from a loss to Pakistan to secure a 59-run win against Bangladesh in Sylhet. With this win, India also put one foot into the semi-final of the Women's Asia Cup. Shruti Mandana and Shafali Varma put a 96-run first wicket stand in 12 overs, following which Bangladesh fought to pull back things a bit. But Jemima Rodriguez stepped in and made sure India did not lose the momentum, bringing up an unbeaten 24-ball 35 to take India to a respectable 159 for 5. Bangladesh was never in the chase from the outset as they dawdled to 48 for 1 after 10 overs against India's disciplined bowling, ending up with 100 for 7 in their 20 overs. Bangladesh huffed and puffed to 100 for 7 as they went down by a massive margin of 59 runs. Sixth match, India vs Thailand. India strolled to a 9-wicket win against Thailand in the Women's T20 Asia Cup after spinners Deepti Sharma, Snehrana and Rajeshwari Gaikwad shared 7 wickets between them. Thailand was restricted to a paltry 37, their third lowest total in the Asia Cup, which table toppers India then chased down with ease in 6 overs, losing just 1 wicket. Thailand started off cautiously, moving to just 16 for 1 at the end of the power play. The collapse, however, began with an unfortunate run out of the 7th over, following which Thailand lost their last 8 wickets for just 17 runs. It was a straightforward chase for India, right? Following a quiet first over where India scored just 3 runs, S. Meghna and Shafali Varma managed to hit a boundary each in the next couple of overs. Following Shifali Varma's departure in the third over, Pooja Vastrakar joined Meghna at the crease and steered India to 22 for 1 in 5 overs. They finished the match in the sixth over, hitting 4 fours, 2 each of a crucial bowler to help India register a resounding win. First semi final India vs Thailand. Now, Deepni Sharma's miserly 3 for 7 and Shifali Varma's all round show ended Thailand's fairy tale run in the Women's Asia Cup. India's thumping 74-run win in the first semi-final confirmed their seventh consecutive Asia Cup final appearance. Thailand managed to play out their entire quota of 20 overs despite a middle-order collapse. Fielding first, Sona Marin Tipoch picked up three wickets as Shafali and Harmanpreet Kaur back after missing the last two matches due to a niggle dragged India to a middling 148 for six. While they were restrictive with the ball, the difference between the two sides became super apparent, right, when Thailand batted against India's accurate bowling attack. This time, however, Thailand improved on their previous 37 all-out against India and finished on a 74-for-9 in their quota of 20 overs. Let's now talk about the finals, India vs Sri Lanka. India dominated from the start to win their 7th consecutive Women's Asia Cup title, beating Sri Lanka by 8 wickets. Smriti Mandana, who blazed her way to her first half-century in the competition, and skipper Harmanpreet Kaur completed the paltry 66-run chase in the 9th over. Sri Lanka 65 for 9 is the lowest total by a side, batting first and playing out the full 20 overs quota in a women's tournament final. India chased it down with 69 balls to spare, which constitutes another record in a women's T20 title clash. Let's now take the discussion and reflect on the women's IPL announcement. 
Now it was during this time that the BCCI gave its approval to start the women's IPL and finally all the reports suggesting the same knew what they were talking about. The BCCI during their annual general meeting in Mumbai gave its approval to get the much awaited women's IPL underway. The announcement was made after a host of key decisions was taken during the AGM including the appointment of BCCI's new president Roger Binney who succeeds Saurav Ganguly in the role. While an official window is yet to be announced, various media reports in the past have pointed to one available in March next year when the women's IPL's first season could possibly be held. It is expected to be a five-team contest and will reportedly get underway soon after the 2023 Women's T20 World Cup in South Africa happens. Until now, the Indian Cricket Board has been organizing the Women's T20 Challenge, which featured a maximum of three teams. The first Women's T20 Challenge was held in 2018, in which we just saw two teams, Trailblazers and Supernova, and it was an exhibition one-off match. About 10 overseas players, including the likes of Alisa Healy, Danny Wyatt, Meg Lanning and Ellie Sperry had also featured in the match. A couple of years later though, the Women's T20 Challenge was called off in 2021 as it clashed with India's Tour of Australia. The tournament was renewed in 2022 and three teams played the tournament. The finale was held in Pune on the sidelines of the men's IPL. Now, according to ESPN Cricket 4, for this women's IPL, each team will have a roster of 18 players and of those, at most, 6 can be overseas recruits. However, it's possible that an 11 could feature as many as 5 foreign players as opposed to the limit of the men's IPL. The catch here is that one of the 5 players must be from an associate nation. Women's IPL could be a huge boost to women's cricket. It goes without saying, right? And one of the biggest benefits will be that the talent pool will increase and the transition for a domestic player to the international level will be much more easier. Rubbing shoulders with international stars will certainly help in facilitating the same. The women's IPL is certainly a step in the right direction. It will not just benefit current cricketers, but it will also aid in the discovery of new talent which will ultimately benefit the talent pool that we are looking to build. Now, rubbing shoulders with some of the best international cricketers is just one among the so many advantages we are looking at here. Indulging in high-voltage contests will also be very handy as you learn to absorb the pressure of a big match and just play proper cricket when needed. Of course, the monetary rewards are also something that will attract more women to take up the sport and it will provide even the much-needed financial security to the current ones. But most importantly, it will enhance the stature and quality of Indian cricket manifold. Overall, the BCCI plans to conduct 22 matches throughout the season and an announcement regarding the window will be made later. The BCCI also approved the Senior Women's Future Tour programs for 2020-25 during the event which is again such good news going ahead. In other news, India's centrally contracted women cricketers are set to earn the same match fees as their male counterparts for appearances in international matches according to the BCCI Secretary Jay Shah in accordance with the board's new pay equity policy. Now, under this policy, the women, like the men, will earn 15 lakh for a test, 6 lakh for an ODI and 3 lakhs for a T20. These amounts are significantly higher than the flat 1 lakh that India women players currently earn for an ODI or T20I appearance and 4 lakh for a test match. While describing the move as the first step towards tackling discrimination, Shah thanked BCCI Apex Council for its support in implementing the move, which he said was a commitment to our women cricketers. Now, as things stand, there are no changes to the BCCI's annual retrainers for women players. 
Currently, those in the highest retainer bracket take home 50 lakhs, while grade B and C are valued at 30 lakhs and 10 lakhs respectively. In comparison, the male cricketers are divided into four categories with grade A plus players taking 7 crore and those in grades A, B and C collecting 5, 3 and 1 crores respectively. BCCI has been engaging with the country's top women cricketers to work out changes to these annual retainers. Harmanpreet Kaur, the captain, is believed to have attended a meeting held at the board's Mumbai headquarters. Contracts and match fees aside, the inaugural women's IPL which the BCCI formally announced at the AGM earlier this month is understood to have been on the agenda with the board putting together a process for TV rights and franchisee ownership as well. There are also discussions ongoing over whether the league will follow a draft process or an auction for the players. India women have had significant success in recent months. They followed their silver medal finish at the 2022 Commonwealth Games in Australia with a record 3-0 sweep of England in England in September earlier this year. India beat Sri Lanka too, right, to clinch the record 7th Asia Cup crown in Bangladesh and they're set to host Australia for 5 T20Is in November and December. Certainly exciting times await us. This, we draw curtains on the episode that served as a review of India's Asia Cup campaign, the women's IPL and equal pay for our women cricketers. Thank you so much listeners for tuning into this episode and for your unstinted support. Please follow and press the bell icon on Spotify and subscribe to the podcast on Google Podcasts for the latest episode updates and to stay tuned. Do check out at the rate never in the back foot on Instagram and at the rate never in the back foot on Twitter for the latest facts, terminology, retweets, fresh tweets and a lot more that's coming up this cricket season just for you. The podcast is also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Overcast and a lot of other platforms. So please do spread the word. Until next time, stay safe and take care listeners. Bye for now.